Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful J.D. Carlson. J.D., are you ready to do this? I'm ready to rock, George. Let's do this. Nice. Excellent. Let's do this. J.D. Carlson is the CEO of Plan Design Consultants, as well as the host of the Retireholics podcast. He's a father, a husband, and a surfer, and we're excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. And uh, yeah, you're you're nailing a bit of my my personal life. I'm a husband, a father of three. I've got four chihuahuas. And yes, my passion, my hobby in life is is surfing. And probably more than a hobby, it's a it's kind of a way of life, if you will. But I'm all about it. Nice. And uh, are you at peak Chihuahua right now, or is that number going to increase? I think we're at peak Chihuahua. I think four. I'm pretty sure we're breaking all kinds of HOA laws. So, yeah, if we keep going further, it might get bad. But, no, I love those four little guys. Uh, they're a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, I don't think we'll move to five or six. That could get a little intense. Excellent. So worksite retirement plans, 401Ks, 403Bs are one of the primary vehicles that we have to save money. How do you and Plan Design Consultants fit into that world? Yeah, so Plan Design Consultants is what's referred to as a third-party uh, administration firm, and, and we focus specifically on retirement plans, so 401K, 403B, as you mentioned, profit-sharing plans, defined benefit plans, cash balance plans. And as a third-party administrator, uh, we kind of have a unique perspective because we're involved in pretty much every piece of the puzzle from, from A to Z. And we've been doing this for over 40 years, so it gives us a pretty all-encompassing perspective on basically, George, everything retirement plan. So I'm happy to start talking about more of the important aspects. But yeah, we're doing everything there is to do with the retirement plan from the testing to working with advisors on the investments to helping plan sponsors with the participant education to all the regulations and legalities that go along with it. So everything. Out of all the super important stuff, what do you think that people really need to know about about their 401k? Um, I, I'd like to kick it off you know, in terms of about what people need to know. I think 401k plans don't have to be intimidating or overly complicated. I, I know there's a lot of that beneath the scenes, especially in regards to the day-to-day -day work that we do. But I think from an employee's perspective, I don't think it needs to be that way. And I, and I think that the modern day 401k plan has been configured to make things easy for the participants. Um, gone are the days of the hidden fees and uh, fat Wall Street type of advisors and consultants. I think the modern day 401k is built to be easy for the employees, easy to run, and it's supported by professionals, you know, guys I would call retirement plan advisors, guys and gals, um, the, all the people that are working on these plans are passionate about what they do and they really want to make a difference. So I, th I think I want people to know most about 401k is that it's evolving, it's modernizing, and it looks a lot different today than it did a long time ago. I think that's excellent insight because we start talking about investing and qualified plans and it, it, it can be overwhelming. It can be very, very confusing. And I think to your point, 
it's definitely gotten easier to understand and certainly perhaps one of the most valuable things that a 401k or a retirement plan at your workplace offers is the idea of paying yourself first and that's certainly something that people should be taking advantage of 100 percent. i mean <clears throat> i think that another thing in terms of taking advantage of it is that it's it's easy these days so the designs that these employers are using are all built around the employee and, and helping them succeed and i think we'll talk a little bit more about that but i totally agree with everything you said it's very important to pay yourself first and that's what a 401k or a retirement plan is there for excellent what do you think somebody should get into a 401k well so you hear you know over and over the the same song right is that you need to get in early and the reason that they talk about getting in early is because of this power of compounding, this this investment concept of getting growth upon growth. And so, yeah, and I'm not going to debate that. I think it's very important to try to get into a retirement plan as early as you can. Uh, but the last thing I want to see is people in their middle ages or later in life be discouraged or feel like there's there's no hope. I think a retirement plan can still be a massive part or, or make a massive difference in achieving someone's retirement plan dreams even if they're starting uh, a little bit later than if they're earlier and so if you didn't start early and get all of that power of that compounding you still get the power of compounding in middle age and late age but maybe you're playing a little more catch-up but in all three phases of the, of, the, of your life um, it's a great time to get started. And when you're talking about compounding, I think probably most people know what that means, but just simply put, once the money's inside of the 401k, it's not being taxed as it's growing. And that's really a benefit, certainly over the long term. Not only is it just the, the tax deferred concept, but I also believe heavily in you know turning $1 into $2 and $2 into $4 through your investment returns. And so both of those things, the tax deferred, as well as the, the compounding interest can make a huge impact on your nest egg at the end of it all, right? No doubt. So somebody has a, a 401k at their work, who can they reach out to to get help or insight or call it advice um, or training to, uh, to better take advantage of the plan? I think there's two or three main sources of, of help or assistance that you can get. The, the first and maybe the most obvious would be you know your human resources department or whoever plays that role at your company. I think they can be a great help in helping you understand the rules of the plan and the company's perspective on the plan and, and how all that is situated. I think in addition to that, the great, great majority of these plans have a financial advisor attached to them, what I would call a retirement plan advisor. And they're in, in absolutely insane resource for employees to learn more about the investments available in the plan, uh, their financial planning in terms of how much they're putting in and does it fit their goals for the future, um, understanding the fees that are associated with the plan and how those impact them. Um, and as I mentioned earlier in the show, um, there's a lot of great people out there these days. And so usually if you reach out to that retirement plan advisor, you're going to find out that he or she is pretty dedicated to this business and are you know, passionate about helping you understand it and coming up with a good plan. So those are the people that you'd want to talk to. And those are all great resources that are available. Um, probably all too often people are not taking advantage of that, but if people have questions about 
overall retirement planning, how much should I be saving, what should I be invested in, just like you were talking about. There's all these different tools, even through what we refer to as the record keeper also. They can go online and get access to all kinds of great tools and resources and videos and all that good stuff too. That's a really good point. Definitely encourage people to take advantage of that. In terms of how much people should be saving for retirement, the answer is save as much as you possibly can, which is kind of a throwaway. But is there a rule of thumb or do you have thoughts on how much people should be dedicated towards long-term savings? Yeah, I, it's, a tough con- it's a tough concept or a tough question to answer because it really does depend on a variety of factors. You know, everyone can have a different type of retirement. Um, so it's really hard to put your finger on what the actual percentage is, but you're right. There's industry kind of norms um, beyond doing as much as you can that we'll talk about 10% or 12% um, in terms of a percentage of saving, but it really depends, George, on you know how much is the employer putting in in terms of a match or a profit sharing contribution. It's also it also changes based on what's your retirement going to look like. You know, are you going to retire in California? Or are you going to retire in Missouri? You know, are you going to retire and do all kinds of trips abroad with your significant other? Or are you going to hang out on your porch of your your house and drink lemonade and watch the dogs run in the grass? You know, there's there's a whole different type of retirements out there for different types of people, and they all come in a different price tag. And that price tag, obviously, as you walk it backwards, is going to impact how much or what percentage you should be saving. So it kind of goes back to your original or your question prior to that, which is that's what those people are there for, right? That's the the record keeper and those videos and those tools and the retirement plan advisor that I made mention to. Those are the people that can sit down with you individually and and help you determine what would be an appropriate percentage. Excellent. Can you tell me a little bit about what a target date fund is? It seems to be a a popular and popular option within a retirement plan these days. Yeah, I I talked earlier about how these plans these days are, are made to be easy and the target date fund is a perfect example of that. So a target date fund and and they're on most retirement plans these days. I'll make up an industry stat, but I would argue that they're on 75 to 80% of retirement plans these days. This is an option for a participant and employee within the plan. And what it is, it's a plug and play option. And the target date in the name refers to the fund will be named like a 2050 fund or a 2045 fund. So the concept is you simply invest all of your money in that fund, the date of which you're gonna retire. And then the fund invests for you. And it does all the fancy asset allocation and balances your equity to your cash and your bonds. And let's see, long story short, if you're younger, it starts off aggressive. And as you get closer to your retirement date, it becomes more and more conservative. These are prudent approaches to investing towards retirement and the target date fund does it for you. So it's widely accepted because most people don't wanna spend a whole lot of time researching their investments and and making changes as they grow older in life. So a target date fund's a great fit for that. So for the folks that aren't necessarily interested in logging into their account on a really consistent basis and, and looking at it or making changes, they know that it will be steadily becoming more conservative as they get closer to retirement age. Yep, it's plug and play. Nice. All right. So when we talk about matching, employer matching, and just a, a good rule of thumb is 
if you're not contributing to your 401k at work and the employer is offering a match, would it be fair to say that you're leaving money on the table by not putting money in and taking advantage of the match? Yes. So uh, Plan Design Consultants is a second generation family owned business. I took this over from my father and, and pushed him into retirement. He founded it in 1975. But he used to stand in front of uh, companies, employees, and say, these aren't my words, these are his. He'd say, if they have a match here and you're not taking the match, you're stupid. <laughs> so those were his words. Uh, sometimes I felt like maybe he was offending a few people, but yeah, he was, he was super passionate about that. It, he kind of made the analogy to a bank, and if there was a bank down the street and they had a deal going on where, you know, for every $500 you put in to open a checking account, they would match you and put $500 into your checking account, there would be a, a line down the street because it's, it's free money. So you and I have been talking today about you know, saving for retirement and all the things that make it important. Well, one of the biggest factors is how much money can you keep fueling into this thing? And if you can get a company to, to put in some alongside you, that's a win-win. Now, again, to your question, if a company's offering you this free money and you're not taking advantage of it, that's a huge mistake. We talk about my, my, my plan has a profit sharing, has profit sharing. What what does that mean? The match as a concept means that if I put money in as an employee, then the employer will match my money and put some money of their own in. A profit sharing contribution is an employer contribution that is not dependent upon me, the employee putting money in. So that's where the employer has just decided, hey, we're gonna put some money in for each of our participants. Now, it can be designed in a variety of ways, but for simplicity for our conversation today, Let's think of it as you know putting five percent of pay, you know, into the profit sharing plan on behalf of all the employees that have meet met the plan's eligibility requirements. And getting a little detailed here, but you know the the plan could have a one year wait or a six month wait or a three month wait, and at that point they become eligible for this profit sharing. And it can change from year to year. It's entirely an employer decision but it's money above and beyond the, the match, the match exists, or in a different way than a match, just giving it to everyone, regardless of their choice to participate. And let's say that, that I recently started at a new company and I'm eligible to get into the 401k, and I've got, I had a 401k at my previous company and it's still there. I still have an account at my old company. What, what are my options? Can I move that old 401k into my new 401k? What can I do with it? Yeah, you definitely can. So you could roll over, and I'm sure everyone's heard of that term or seen the advertisements on TV. Uh, you could roll over your your money from your old 401k into your new 401k. Um, I think you before you do that, you should ask yourself a few questions. You want to understand the old 401k versus the new one. You wanna understand the investments within the new 401k and how they match up versus the old 401k. You definitely would wanna look at the fees that are assessed in the old one versus the new one. And you know, just make some general decisions on whether you think that's a, a positive move. Obviously consolidating has lots of benefits, right? Because now you don't have to worry about all these you know accounts that are out there from past employers and you can consolidate them all into your current employer but there's some other things that you should ask yourself as i mentioned around the investments and the fees 
Also, don't forget that when you leave that past employer in the 401k, you can also roll that money into an IRA at that time. So then maybe you've got money in, in an IRA as well as your, your new employer's 401k, all again in an effort to consolidate some of these things and not end up later in life with 10 accounts spread out everywhere that you don't know where they are. Very difficult to manage, right, as well, when they're all spread out. No kidding. And I don't have a good sense of how much money is just forgotten and left at old companies, but I'm sure it's 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 quite a bit. Well, George, it may not be forgotten, forgotten, but it's surely not being paid close attention to in terms of where it's invested, is the asset allocation still matching the risk tolerance? And so they probably know that that money's still there, but they're definitely not uh, touching base with it on a regular basis, and that's not a good thing. No, it's not. You referenced trying to get a good understanding of what fees and expenses are. How would somebody go about figuring that out? I really feel like you would go to, you know, we talked about those three contacts earlier, the, the HR, the retirement plan advisor, and the record keeper. And believe it or not, I think all three of those could be a great source to go to to ask that question. Um, there's also new regs out there these days called 404A5 regs, and they are fee disclosure regs. So you have a right to request, and you should be delivered on a regular basis, a disclosure of the fees. Now, whether or not you understand that legally written disclosure is one thing or another, so you might want to sit down with that plan advisor or reach out to that record keeper to get a more clear uh, description of those fees. But yeah, it's there for you. You should not, if you want to understand what your retirement plan costs, you can do that in today's day and age and people can help you. That's good advice right there. Start with your HR folks and, and go from there. Excellent, excellent, excellent. JD, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? My difference-making tip, it's kind of twofold. Investments are a big part of your nest egg. You know, what type of return you're going to get over the course of your entire working life. And too many times I sit down with employees and I ask them right out of the gates, can you tell me a bit about how you're invested? And the great, great majority of them cannot. So I'm asking them, how are they invested? Are they invested aggressively, moderately, conservatively? And is that matching their goals? And they can't confirm for me whether they are or they're not. And so that's kind of my challenge to them and my big takeaway to your audience is, you know, that, that classic cocktail function where you're at happy hour with your friends. And if they were to ask you, hey, Joe, hey, Mary, can you explain to me how you're invested in your 401k plan? I would like for everyone listening today and all these people at those 401k plans to be able to answer that question. So, and I'm not asking them to become an investment expert by any means. I just want them to have a general concept of where their money is. You know, is it aggressively invested? Is it conservatively invested? I'd even like to see them maybe be able to say, I'm 35% international you know, 45% U.S. equity, and the remaining is in bonds and cash. At least then, they're putting their head on their pillow at night, knowing where their investments are, and having a good idea that they match their goals or their risk tolerance. So that's that's part one, that's my takeaway. I know you're probably looking for one quick tip, but my next big quick tip is use, throughout your day-to-day life, try to be a little more cognizant of 
where you spend money and then think about your retirement from time to time. And for me, that might be, you know, if I'm going to buy a new surfboard and that surfboard might cost me 750 to a thousand dollars, just hit pause and ask yourself, could this be better served? Could I use this to fund and fuel my retirement? And then I'll leave you with the fact that that thousand dollars that I spent on that surfboard, depending upon my investment return and depending upon how long I have till I retire or I'm in my retirement, that could be worth 10x, 20x, even 40x or more of that thousand dollars. So I just want people to be more cognizant about it. That is great stuff. That definitely warrants a come on. Come on. So thank you for that. Nice. Giving people confidence. And like, like, like you said, be able to put your head on your pillow at night and confidently go to sleep or confidently understand if you're in a good position to, to make a purchase or to confidently understand that maybe you should hold off. I think that's awesome. So, J.D., thank you for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Um, I'm pretty easy to find, but you can start at uh, plandesign.com, 401k.com, F-O-U-R-0-1-K.com. Or as you mentioned earlier, retireholics.com. So there's there's three you can choose from. Or you just Google J.D. Carlson and it all will pop right up. I'm easy to find. Excellent. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show J.D. your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Thank you again, J.D. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together.